learn to pause in the present, bring the body in the present. So mind is rushing between the past and future, but the body is always in the present. The body is always there. So the first technique is to become curious when anxiety kicks in. You ask yourself with curiosity, what exactly am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What am I going to lose here? What is happening? So become curious. So what I mean is that you're sleeping and you think there is a monster under the bed. Uh, get curious, you know, turn on your flashlight, look down, be curious and see, is there really a monster? Then if there is nothing under the bed, why am I feeling this way? Hello, everyone, and welcome to How Can I Heal podcast. This is your weekly dose of information, optimism, and try to find together of answers of why for different topics to get you ready for the new week. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Anil Shamvani. Anil is the founder of The Reset Code, a process focused on individual wellness, health, success, and fulfillment. For almost over 20 years, Anil has helped women, men, leaders and celebrities from all over the world grow in the realms of mental clarity and decision-making, relational communication, emotional and creative expression, and life purpose. On today's podcast, I'm speaking with Anil about one of the topics that you guys have been asking me for so many times. It's about anxiety. And now, let's get to my conversation with the amazing Anil Shanbani. Hello guys, I'm very passionate understanding why behind the things on the on this podcast. Today we'll be talking a little bit more about anxiety. I think this is a particular interesting topic because it touches so many of us with the prevalence of mental health today. I think so many of us, myself included, have struggled with anxiety in different parts of my life. We understand even how the physical and emotional are so much connected with. And I really hope that this will be a really helpful episode. For this topic, immediately I had in my mind one of my dear friends and an expert in so many topics related to the emotions. Welcome, Anil. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today. Thank you, Karina. Always, always such a pleasure to talk to you. You choose such amazing subjects that are so helpful for people. So it's such a joy to be part of your podcast and uh, uh, what, you, what you're bringing to the world. So I really, uh, before we are starting into the discussion, I really had different anxiety situations in my life. And um, I'm, I was really lucky enough to have you guided me in some situations. So I would love at the end of the discussion to really speak more about what you did that I'm better. That's why I was like, oh, Anil, it has to be part of this episode because you really support me so much into this topic. And I want to really thank you so much again. Uh, thank you, Karina, for um, allowing me to help you, support you in your process. You know, anxiety um, is part of everyone's life. And uh, um, sometimes when it um, exceeds our limitations, that's when we feel distress, you know. So it's what a wonderful thing you did to reach out. Uh, and that itself is a great reminder uh, that uh, you are not alone, you know, whenever it's part of our life, a natural part of our fight flight response um, and body's reaction, you know, to any kind of threat and danger. So 
Uh, what you did is already a great reminder that you're not alone. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to ask for help. So wonderful that you did. That I think it's oh, you did. It, you said it so well. It's so important to look at it with so much empathy and to really open up. And it's okay to not be okay. But let's start with the beginning. Can you explain me what is anxiety actually? How can we figure out that we are in that phase? Well, um, see, to understand anxiety, we have to talk a little bit about stress also. So stress and anxiety are a natural part of the flight or flight response uh, and our body's response to any kind of threat, you know. So um, medically, they say it's whenever our physical, mental or emotional, we feel these pressures, um, it's our natural response to deal with that. So first thing is to understand that this is natural and okay. You know, it's a, how we have learned to survive. Um, and when stress kicks in, anxiety is body's way of responding to it, body's response to stress level. So this is stress and anxiety is what we feel when we are worried, tense or afraid about things that are about to happen or which we think could happen in the future. So anxiety is a natural human response when we feel that we are under a threat and it's body's response to that. That's such a, such a beautiful way of saying. So basically it's more about the being afraid of the future. Yes, yes, anticipation of the future. And it body response is associated with muscle tension and some sort of an avoidance. It's a message um, that maybe you should not go there. Now, what is important here to understand that that's what fear does also. So fear is an emotional response, you know, to some sort of threat. When we feel threat, our primal brain sends a message that there is danger there, don't go there. Um, but what anxiety does is anxiety makes us avoid what is normal and natural. So like not boarding a flight or not going to heights or not going in dark rooms or phobias, you know, so big difference between anxiety and fear. Yeah. So but if we if we speak about the difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks, where we know uh, one is which? Oh, um, again, a very very good question, Prina. So, see, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit and talk a little bit more about stress and anxiety. So, see, um, let, let's talk that. I'll give you an example. And it'll kind of connect the dots. So I have bad tires on my car and I live in a cold country uh, where there is snow, you know, or uh, a lot of rain. So I can start worrying about that. I might slip on the road, you know, my car might slip on the road. Now I'm stressing about that. My car might slip because I have worn out tires. Now, I get the tires changed and my car is okay. My tires are okay, but I still worry about my car slipping. So see, stress response, if I was stressing about something, as soon as I change my tires, my stress should go away. 
right? This was how our brain developed that as soon as the tiger goes away, I can relax. As soon as there is no immediate threat, I should start going back to grazing my grass, you know, if I'm a deer. Now, what anxiety does is it continues, it lingers on without reason. Now I have my new tires and I know that my I'm okay, but still I lie worrying in my bed or when I drive that road, I don't want to go on that slippery road, uh, still thinking that my car could slip. Now, this becomes anxiety now. I hope you're with me so far, right? I'm, I'm very much with you. Please call. Okay, great. Yeah. So now what happens is, let me explain what panic. So panic is part of one of the anxiety disorders, right? And there are plenty of anxiety disorders. Panic is one of the anxiety disorders. So imagine you're sitting in your porch and we all have had this experience. So you're rocking back and forth on a chair, right? So you comfortably go back to a certain point and then suddenly you have this feeling that you're going to fall backward. Right. You, you remember that feeling when now you're still safe, but we get this sudden impulse yeah. that the chair is going to go backward and I'm going to fall back and hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Now, panic is almost like that. Imagine that moment frozen where your heart skips a beat, your body is frozen, your mind is frozen. So my understanding is that panic is when we are frozen into that fear. Right. And Panic attacks are one of the many issues around anxiety. So um, phobias, you know, like uh, not being able to be in in elevators or um, social anxiety disorders, like not wanting to go out and meet and connect with people, thinking that if somebody's watching me, somebody, you know, I'm always under threat. Um, Separation anxiety, you know, um, when that somebody will leave me, I will be alone. So what anxiety, when anxiety lingers on for too long, Krina, what happens is um, it, it, can, um, it can really disconnect us from, it can trigger a lot of wounds. Um, mm-hmm. And most importantly, like rejection, abandonment. Um, so it becomes complicated if it lingers and not treated quickly because um, sometimes it connects deep down with some other issue um, and it can become even more complex than that's where depression and traumas can come in. So basically it's deconnecting our, it deconnects from ourselves and just kind of digging in different kinds of problems that they are related with our instability. Yes. They're all connected. Yes, they're all connected. Um, and th- that's why it's intre- It's very important to understand them separately. It is important to deal with them separately. First, to identify what am I dealing with, you know, and then accordingly address it quickly, talk about it, get some help um, mm-hmm. with a coach or a therapist or medically, you know, depending on how severe it is. Um, because the more it progresses uh, and if it triggers into... Um, wounds and depression, obviously, you know, it becomes very complicated. So before, because this is, um, this is something that actually is moving um, to the next question, but before that, I really want to kind of create the space here to really say, uh, to really kind of 
think with empathy in a conversation, because at the end of the day, we don't know the person in front of us in which situation it is, you know, especially now with all this mental health situation, I was really thinking like, <sighs> most, of, most of us, we have this struggle. So I think it's such a good reminder when we meet with someone to really have this um, empathy before yes. we start to judge, before we start to label someone. Coming back to what you mentioned before, you said it depends of how serious, severe is the situation we need to address a doctor. I receive um, many messages and questions related to this topic. And actually, this is why we are here and we are speaking about this, because I'm happy to have a beautiful community that uh, they are sharing their personal stories. And um, some, of, um, some of my friends, they mentioned that do I need to start to take pills? Um, what should I do and where should I do that? Obviously, we are not doctors, both of us. You are having hundreds of thousands of people that they are dealing with anxiety and you are helping them, including myself. So when do you think that is the time to go for the pills recommendation? Or how? How? how what, what will be your advice in this situation if somebody will ask you, Listen, I have a uh, severe anxiety and I don't know what to do. What will be, when well, do, you know, do I need a um, doctor and how yeah, can I do it alone? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the simple answer is, and I'm glad that you reminded your listeners that we both are not doctors. Now I have worked with people in the realm of uh, clinical hypnosis a lot uh, and uh, helped a lot of people with, hypnosis and meditation. Um, but the simple answer is when anxiety or stress, panic, when it starts interfering with your normal life, that's a good time to really talk about it and get some medical help. Because the simple symptoms, you know, that sweating or pounding of the heart, trembling, shaking, chest pain, kind of choking and not being able to speak. But when the body begins to feel that, like you feel nausea or abdominal pains, you know, when um, you're not able to sleep in the night, um, when it starts interfering with your daily routine, especially you see the symptoms in your body, you see the symptoms during, you know, with your sleep cycles um, and you start avoiding your normal routines. That's absolutely a clear sign that you need to get some help. And help doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get on pills. You know, there is such a big stigma around uh, mental wellness, you know, uh, and I keep on repeating that we all have these. We all have problems. We all worry about something or else. You know, <laughs> I was jokingly telling a friend the other day, um, you know, helping about talking about addictions. So uh, he was telling me that, you know, he's dealing with some addiction issues. And I was telling him playfully that in some ways we are all addicts. Somebody is mm -hmm. addicted to Netflix. Somebody, somebody is addicted to social media. Somebody is addicted to worrying, you know. So you'll be surprised worrying about something is also an addiction. Yeah, I mean, I know some people in my life, so, uh, some good friends of mine that, yeah. They are, they are yeah, there. So very interesting. 
Yeah. So when we worry about something, Krina, uh, about something that might happen, not happen. So if we look at the science of it, and we can talk um, more about it if uh, you are interested, um, in some ways, um, worrying about something that could happen is also an addiction. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I hope I answered your question that when to get medical help with it um, uh, is when it starts interfering with your normal routines and your body begins to see the difference. So basically, okay, because I, I want to try to have as better answer um, to someone that is right, right now in this situation. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's kind of difficult to understand. Okay, I understand that you have some different difficult, uh, different physical reaction that and you start to kind of not have the normal daily routine that you mentioned before. What's next? Yeah. You are, are you Googling some um, doctor to get a pill or are you trying to get some help into the mental health? What, what if you have a friend now that it's in this situation, what you would say to him? Ah, great. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. No pills, no doctors. Um, anxiety has many, many amazing solutions that can be done um, at a practical level. And I'm happy to share what I, how I work with people, because I said, I'm not a psychiatrist or I'm not a doctor. So I'm far away from pills, you know? So see, in some ways I enjoy the science to understand how the mind functions, you know, how the human brain evolved. So anxiety is when our rational brain, you know, the prefrontal cortex in the brain, our rational thinking brain exceeds its capacity when it does not know. So imagine what happened when two years ago, the pen, uh, this pandemic started and you and I were talking on a different subject. I think it was, yeah. we were recording some meditation. So Yep. When the world started going to grocery stores and start buying rice and toilet papers, uh, what do you think was happening? See, pandemic has gone to another level with this, uh, sorry, anxiety has gone to another level with this pandemic. Yeah, so when we completely lost ourselves. Like I, was, I remember I was going first with gloves to shop um, <laughs> to the grocery, you know, I'm, I, when I'm thinking back in time, you know, the, obviously the first reaction of fear, you know, what will happen? Are we all dying? Which was a very interesting exercise for ourselves to really deal with all this uh, <laughs> unknown what's happening. <laughs> I mean, no. You know, I, I think, I think someday, Karina, there'll be a documentary and we will laugh our heads off. I uh, hope so. And I hope we are getting uh, close to the end of this uh, craziness, even though I heard... Well, you know, medically, medically, it will be a sad story for the number of people who yeah. lost their lives or wrong decisions yeah. made. But what I meant is how crazy we went as human species collecting toilet paper. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So but you, you know what is interesting? Collecting toilet papers and uh, pet food. For at least I, I did a study, at least in Switzerland, I was really looking for it. So if we if we go to the let's say, can you tell us? Three ways to reduce anxiety. What will be? Um, well, I'll tell you more than three ways. Okay. But, uh, um, I, I want to complete this thought that when our rational brain switches off and we go back into our survival brain, 
So mm -hmm. when panic kicks in, so human beings switched into the survival mode. So when we were collecting food to last for one year or toilet paper to last for one year. So what happened, our survival brain kicked in because our rational brain switches off. Now, survival brain goes into, you know, it's a much older part of the brain. The rational brain is very new. They say it's about a million years old compared to, uh, to the survival brain. So the first thing we lose our capacity is to be in the present. The prefrontal cortex that makes the decisions in the present moment switches off, right? So when right. we are constantly going between the past, ruminating about something that happened in the past or something that will happen in the future. So for anxiety, the first thing is to learn the art. That's where I think meditation and mindfulness can be very, very powerful. So what we have to do is learn to pause in the present, bring the body in the present. So mind is rushing between the past and future, but the body is always in the present. The body is always there. So the first technique is to become curious when anxiety kicks in. You ask yourself with curiosity, what exactly am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What am I going to lose here? What is happening? So become curious. So what I mean is that you're sleeping and you think there is a monster under the bed. Uh, get curious, you know, turn on your flashlight, look down, be curious and see, is there really a monster? Then if there is nothing under the bed, why am I feeling this way? This elevator has gone up and down a million times. Then why am I worrying about this elevator crashing today? So curiosity is a very powerful medicine. Now, when I say curiosity, that's first step, then using whatever technique you can to get into the body because body's always in the present. So that's where breathing comes in. That's where yoga comes in. That's where physical activity comes in. So there are many, many ways. Uh, the first step is the core grounding activity. Anything that grounds you in the present moment, whether it's a physical chanting of the mantra, that's a quick change of posture into do a short yoga exercise, those are very powerful techniques first. Second, I, you know, you can use um, expressive art. So drawing or painting or what right. you're feeling, journaling. you know, putting it on pieces. Yeah, journaling is a very, you know, that's called reflection exploration. So, so first is foundational attention centering through meditation, mantras, Second method could be the creative strategy of drawing, painting, something, inventing. You know, what you want to do is maybe even baking something. Maybe I wanted to say that because, yeah, many of us, we were actually cooking. This it was kind of a lot of a reaction, you know, like, oh, we have to cook. It's a, great, it's a great way to get into the body in the present moment because when we are baking, when we are cooking, or even when we are dancing, put on music mm. and get into the movement and dancing. So those all become kind of expressive techniques. Then there are techniques, like you said, journaling, that's reflection techniques. So you step back and start observing and writing the answers to your questions that you ask yourself with curiosity. Uh, why am I feeling like this? When was the last time I felt like this? What really is at risk here? So um, that can be three techniques right there. I love that. So basically we have the first one is the curiosity, 
which we can use techniques like breathing, physical activities, chanting, yoga, meditation. Then the expressive ones could be dancing, could be creative, painting, and then the journaling, which is the reflection techniques. I love them. I just, yes. Um, it, it, I mean, these are very simple and powerful technique. Now, immediately in the moment, let me give you a breathing technique. This is very powerful. So whenever we change the ratio of our in-breath and out-breath, Mm-hmm. immediately uh, we send a different signal to our nervous system. So if you inhale to the count of six and exhale to the count of 12, now this in that moment, it's very difficult when you're having this attack, when you're feeling this, but so you can do it through the words. A simple technique could be, so you take an in-breath and use the word that you are feeling. So the word of curiosity, the word, the word could be about uh, of shock. So you can try it right now. You take an in-breath, you take an in-breath and go like a shock. Ha! Ha! So, Let's do it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can use, hmm, hmm. So you in, breathe in and mm. use an expressive sound of what you're feeling, but double the exhalation. Um, That could also very quickly in four short breaths, uh, you can reset your nervous system quickly. Um, You can use uh, a mantra. You can use sound of OM. You can use your own name as a mantra uh, and simply ask yourself a question. Krina, are you there? So, Try using your own name as a mantra. It's a very beautiful technique from Book of Secrets uh, by Osho. Uh, Using your own name as a mantra is a very powerful technique. Uh, Humming is a very powerful technique. I love that. You know, I I realized that um, it's so important to disconnect connection with ourselves. And actually, oh, this is such a bold one. You know, how can we really connect with ourselves? I start to be a little bit too much. I start to speak with myself sometimes loud on the street and I'm like, now it's getting serious. (laughs) I need some help. But I think it's beautiful to really bring you back to yourself and connect with yourself and to realize that actually it's not so bad as we are thinking it is. But obviously when you are going in those very strong um, anxiety, um, we forget about those very simple tools. Yeah. So, you know, my, what I remind everyone, Krina, is that um, if anyone is, has this tendency of uh, stressing out or having anxiety attacks, it's also very intelligent that in during the time of relaxation, when you are more relaxed, get a pen and paper out and ask yourself some simple questions, you know, because we have to see the habit loops, you know, everything, anxiety and worrying is an addiction for a lot of people. So we have become so used to worrying about things. We have become so used to being anxious and I'm, I'm not undermining the fact that some people have a medical condition. Some people have inherited this into their DNA from their parents and their childhood issues. Um, But for a lot of people, worrying and anxiety has become uh, a habit. And habits can be broken because these habit loops have a trigger. So notice, you know, with curiosity, when, what triggers your anxiety? What is the trigger? And then what is your behavior? 
So because we know that this using your willpower or using replacing one loop with another loop, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because the first thing that happens during anxiety is our rational mind switches off. So we have to really, when we are in a relaxed space, when we are in the body, when we have finished our yoga class, our workout class, our meditation, at that time, Karina, ask yourself, what is my trigger? So I leave work and I'm coming home. And my trigger is that I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be alone. And that's when my trigger happens. Or I'm going to work and I have a report due or I have to speak in front of people. That's my trigger. And if that's my trigger, what is my go-to behavior? And with my go-to behavior, what exactly do I get by doing that? So if I come home and I'm lonely and I open a bottle of scotch and start drinking, so what exactly? My brain basically is looking for a shot of dopamine. Brain wants a temporary solution to mm -hmm. fix this worrisome state, you know. So brain is trying to send a message that I need some help to survive. So somebody shoots drugs and somebody shoots uh, alcohol into the body, but a lot of us are shooting uh, worry and anxiety into the body because brain for a moment starts to believe. And there is a very beautiful research around it, Karina, that for a moment, the brain starts to believe at least I'm doing something about it. There is a danger and I'm actually doing something about it. So worrying fools the brain in releasing the chemical in the body. And that's how it becomes an addiction. So really asking oneself that, how do I get triggered? What is my go-to behavior? And by that behavior, do I really get what I want? And that's where you redraw a new loop. You redraw a new loop for yourself. This is a trigger and this will be my go-to behavior. This is what I'll begin to get from it. And this is where I think compassion comes in. So when we realize this issue for ourselves, we have to be extremely, as you said, we have to be extremely compassionate towards ourselves. We have to be very playful. Um, you know, like I simply sometimes say, oh, here goes my mind again. Rather than beating oneself down because we have become such experts in um, being so rude and cruel to ourselves. We are so nice and formal to everyone else out on the street, but with ourselves, we are very rude. We are very cruel in ways, you know, the way we treat ourselves. So being compassionate with self. Um, so this is where compassion comes in. We have to be extremely compassionate with ourselves and use um, methods of the heart. So breathing into the heart, being compassionate towards self is very powerful technique to shift the habit loop. But we can do this most in most of the cases when we are more balanced, like you said, after a yoga um, session, after when we don't, we don't, we are not so much in that anxiety stage. Because when we are in that anxiety stage, I think it's very difficult to just ask yes. all these questions and think about self love. So for that, for those very difficult moments, when we 
think sometimes that uh, that's it. That's the end. I don't see any solution for the future. This is the end. And I really have in mind some very close friends that they are really calling me uh, three in the morning, completely panicking, sweaty. And they were like, what, what, what I'm doing? I mean, it's terrible. My life, it's completely a disaster. And you, I want to repeat again, um, you basically, um, recommend as a first step to become curious when this anxiety kicks in. And you do that when you connect with yourself through breathing or meditation. That's basically uh, the first step. So breathing... Is it it, uh, what I understood? Uh, Absolutely, Krina. So whatever method brings you in the present moment, this is where mindfulness, meditation techniques are very powerful. This is where breathing is very powerful. So breathing into the heart. So using exhalation techniques, so inhale and exhale double the time. So mm-hmm. that's very powerful. Using sounds is very powerful. So I gave you the f- three main steps, right? For grounding, for expressive and reflective. Right. Now, practical techniques. Now, the questions for compassion. There is a very powerful beautiful Buddhist technique is called RAIN, you know, R-A-I-N. So R is for recognizing what is happening. So when you investigate, you recognize what is happening. Mm -hmm. Then very, very compassionately, you accept, you know, you, you recognize, you accept, you investigate where in your body is it living? What exactly is your mind, is your brain, your body trying to tell you? So recognize, accept, investigate, uh, you know, notice and respond. So there are many, many ways, but simple, easy techniques. Now, again, uh, you said it correctly that when you're having these attacks, so there is an earthquake, you cannot be looking for uh, shopping for earthquake kit at that time. You have to cope. You have to create your coping mechanism. You have to prepare for these things before. So like I live in California, I need an earthquake kit. So all my emergency supplies are my coping mechanism uh, that when it happens, I have the resources and tools. This is a great reminder for the body. So during your meditation and mindfulness to remind yourself very compassionately that I have the coping strategies, I have the resources, I have the tools, and that can include friends, that can include, um, you know, whatever methods you have collected as your coping strategy. So um, that's what I would suggest to your friends who get these attacks is to collect their resources and tools and coping strategies beforehand. Thank you so much, Anil. So we are at the end of our conversation. I know we were um, kind of making the whole um, conclusion, but if we really have to take the keys, take away for this discussion, what will be, what will be from your side, those? Um, It's very, very fixable. Trust your intelligence. Um, we can. We we knowing what part of the brain does this, then using your rational brain to reset uh, your loops, to reset your breathing techniques, because it's a neural pathway. This anxiety attacks and panic attacks create a neural pathway in the brain. So meditation and mindfulness can create new neural pathways. So practice 
meditation, mindfulness. There are very powerful meditations available, active meditations. I personally am a big fan of Osho active meditations. They are powerful. So prepare for them during your good time. Make meditation, mindfulness techniques, breathing practices part of your daily routine. That's what I would do. And I really thank you so much, Anil. And I really um, advise uh, our friends that they are listening now to follow you on Instagram, because uh, as far as I know, you are planning some visits around the world. You will do a tour. So um, we are trying to have different events together in Europe. So please follow um, Anil. I will make sure that I will tag your website and your Instagram account and follow my Instagram as well, where you can see more events. Then, then uh, hopefully nothing will happen with, the <laughs> and I'm not going into anxiety. I'm just very positive of um, events that they, they will happen in the next uh, short period that maybe we can do together an active meditation. And hopefully you can meet Anil face to face in one of, uh, one of the countries that we are planning to meet in the future. Thank you so much, Anil. Yep. Thank you, Krina. There'll be so much fun to meet some of your friends and audience. Um, I appreciate your invitation and uh, um, for all your wonderful, brilliant questions. Um, so, yes, uh, you have the website, the Reset Code and uh, the Instagram. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you again. Wow. What a conversation. Thank you so much, Anil, for taking the time and for all these learnings that um, we got together at the end of this conversation. Regarding you, my dear friend, you, the one that you are listening now, I want to thank you so much for taking this time, for listening. I really hope brings you a nugget of wisdom or two. And I really hope that these um, few exercises can really change the way how you see anxiety or difficult moments. I have a little surprise for you. On Wednesday, we will have a bite-size with a meditation guided by Anil that I hope can really help you as one of the tools in the moments of the anxiety or difficult that you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I want to know, I want you to know that you are not alone. I'm here for you. We are building a beautiful community. I open this dialogue and will meet, will really mean the world to me to really DM me, um, tag me or share it with your friends and family that you think this discussion can help. Enjoy the day and see you soon here on a new conversation with a special guest.